The Framework podcast is hosted by researcher Katharina Mitteva and World Tour Cycling Sports Chiropractor Dr. Martin Krum. We will be merging academic and clinical knowledge on how to train smart and recover faster. With this in mind, we're trying to solve common problems athletes or health-oriented people may encounter in their journey to seeking improved health and performance. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much again for tuning in and listening our first, our very first episode on I am a published author. And Kat, please, why did we choose this beautiful, lovely name for our special editions, what we're going to do over the next many months and years to come? And uh, These are going to be mini, mini short episodes about the certain papers we think would need a bit more attention and not maybe always on a positive side. So anyway, Kat... Why I am a published author for a name for these episodes. Hi, Martin. Thanks again for um, yet another episode of the Framework podcast. Um, so I think um, I think it's important to say, if anybody that hasn't got um, <laughs> uh, the point yet, that uh, I'm a published author has a little bit of sarcastic note to it. Um, it's a little tongue-in-cheek. And what I mean is to particularly emphasize um, it with people that being a published author kind of sometimes means nothing and sometimes people could get away with publishing quite meaningless, confusing um, uh, research studies that um, are probably an example of uh, research uh, malpractice uh, and uselessness and saturation of literature with studies than anything else. Um, so that's that, that that's the way that I see it. It's as I said, it's a little mean and <laughs> it's a little tongue in cheek. Love it, love it. Mean and to the point. So the first paper we have chosen to dissect today is diet fruit in intake casually protects against low back pain, a Mendelian randomization study. Cat beautiful name. <laughs> and if I briefly read the study it's uh, actually not a bad study so why why did you send me study and said uh, <clears throat> martin this is something uh, we need to pay attention to well um let's go back to the beginning here i was minding my own business doing my job as a scientist just reading papers and then i stumbled across this beautiful study in no other journals than frontiers in nutrition which you know for anybody that doesn't really follow nutrition uh, research as much. Frontiers in Nutrition is actually quite a good journal. Like nutritional journals are not really good in terms of like being really, really hyped up or having like very high impact factors, which anybody in the general public should never really care about impact factors. But me as a scientist, the impact factor is 6.5, which I think for a nutritional journal is actually really, really good. And Frontiers is in general as a publishing um uh, as, as, as a publishing company and kind of cluster of journals, it's usually a good name that comes with the, you know, people like me think like, oh, yeah, that's Frontiers. That's pretty good. Um, and obviously, so basically you say there is some credibility to it. There is definitely some credibility to it. And um, I'm just going to say a disclaimer from the beginning that um, I don't mean um, to sound horrible to the authors that have put, clearly put a lot of work and statistical analysis into the study. But the hypothesis itself, like we go to the introduction 
and I start reading the introduction and then there like you can already see that the the hypothesis between the relationship between dry fruit intake and low back pain is starting to be a little bit ridiculous you don't even need to be a scientist to start to question this be like how did you how did you decide to to question um back pain and dried fruit to begin with um and usually the introduction um is the part of the paper where you kind of introduce the topic and you kind of hint at what your hypothesis and and like you know they were just kind of grasping at straws from the introduction to begin with um and perhaps another part of the title that um it's probably worth expl- explaining is like not only um they think that dry fruit intake is related to low back pain but they they've actually suggested it's dried fruit intake causally protects against low back pain and as someone that had low, low back pain for a long time i was like wow i that's that's quite the revelation i never knew that if only i ate more dried prunes i would never ever have low back pain but um uh, another quite surprising part is the way that they got to this conclusion that dried fruit intake causally protects against low back pain is with n- not anything else but the Mendelian randomization study. And for our audience, um, I think it's probably important for me to say and explain what Mendelian randomization study is. Um, if some of us were quite asleep during like the early biology in high school where we were learning about the Mendel's laws of inheritance and those like kind of very, um, how to say, canonical experiments that Mendel conducted um, to describe uh, the laws of inheritance and how um, the offspring is uh, produced by equal parts from um, the parents and things like that. But um, the way that we use this Mendelian randomization in science is that um, we use the genetic variation, such as single nucleotide polymorphisms, or they're called SNPs as well. Um, And we use this, uh, this genetic variation that any one of us has, any of us humans have to, as a natural experiment, um, to investigate any causal relationship that um, potentially um, the, between two risks, for example, like low back pain um, and um, another modifiable factor such as intake of dried fruit. Um, and then we question what is the health outcome in observational data. And the observational data in this study, I think it takes advantage of the UK Biobank, which is a very large um, data of half million people in UK and they have their genetic data. So they've screened their, um, uh, their genes and um, look at the relationship between, as I said, those SNPs and um, certain health conditions, um, such as low back pain. Um, during one of our Instagram uh, lives that we started before we began with this podcast, we've discussed another study on low back pain and um, using the UK Biobank, but um, it was actually looking at painkillers. But this one, as I said to you, was uh, quite a surprising one. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. So. Um, I don't know what you thought when you read the paper. If you actually read the whole thing. <laughs> Again, um, <laughs> yeah, I did read the whole thing. And um, I'm so sorry. You know, I think what <laughs> point, points, uh, point, points out to me first is, is obviously the, 
again, it kind of goes along the lines that if something is too good to be true, um, it raises some red flags, which doesn't necessarily mean that it can sometimes be like that. But the other thing, what they did mention in, in the results section, especially, and then the description is that they did look into also fresh fruit intake, body mass index, current tobacco smoking, alcohol intake frequency, total body bone, mineral intensity, uh, vitamin D levels, and physical activity levels. And <laughs> you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if I understood correctly, then pretty much the only thing that had a causal uh, relationship to lower back pain, what they could take out of the study, or these numbers from the UK Biobank and fin, Finnish uh, population uh, um, database is that dry fruit had a causal effect on back, lower back pain. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I think this is this is something commonly known as slicing and dicing the data until you get a positive hit. And um, as much as I wanted to bring this paper and kind of send it to you um, between our messages as a joke, um, I think it has like a larger implication such as there's many, many studies out there that slice and dice data until they find something positive, significant, like you just you've just manipulated the data in such ways. Or in this case, they've just paused like, a, like a crazy statement um, such as like intake of dried food um, impact on low back pain and they've just got a positive hit and sometimes this is like a real thing um, like as I said we've we've looked at some um, some biobank data in relationship with uh, painkillers and intake on low back pain and I think that's a very very much real um, data but and then sometimes like here it has absolutely of no value they have tried to put in their discussion that you know like dried fruit is like an important snack because it has anti-inflammatory um molecules and flavanols and um what, what else not but um i think it's as for obviously you are an expert in diagnosing complex low back pain um and um i'm a ex-patient uh, of um, and suffered for a lot of back pain for um, many many years and I think it doesn't take it doesn't take a Mendelian randomization questioning and performance of such statistical analysis for both of us to know that that's absolutely ludicrous statement and for me the bigger the, the bigger impact of this is like how does this study furthers and improves the lives of people that live with low back pain Like is is, is it necessary? Uh, probably, you know what you made. You made me realize now that I might have missed a big, big chunk of my um, clinical evaluation uh, form at the first and initial initial consultation, where I ask a lot of questions, <laughs> but I never thought about asking about the dried fruit intakes. Um, so <laughs> I, I do have to take this up and, and maybe put that in as a, as a, as a really valid, um, and maybe I can, uh, in 10 years time, I can maybe approve and say, look, this paper actually has uh, truth to it. But further, the, the point you said before, how does this, this push us, push us forward? I think what it can do now is, 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 um, it will probably attract, uh, a lot of, uh, um, social media and, and science, uh, newspaper headlines. Uh, because this is Absolutely. a very catchy and nice um, headline headline to hit, 
and then probably it also furthers some uh, nutritional companies who probably could use this quite nicely on on their um, on their um, look. Here is our scientific validation to certain uh, supplements. Um, because I mean, if you look at the the scientific what or the, the 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 data they have driven and how the, the way they have kind of explained and used it it looks very nice and complicated so if it's complicated it must be um valid and useful so i'm sure uh, there could be a companies uh, saying look there is some some valid evidence to say that okay there's a certain amount of dried fruits um, and here's the supplement and here is the quantity you need to take though actually saying that we have no idea what is the quantity um, because they literally are giving two examples on this, uh, how the form was f filled in by a patient and there was zero when they did not heat anything and hundred, then they excluded them from, from the study. So we literally have no idea what that really actually means that drive fruit intake. It's uh, yeah, ab absolutely. Um, it could be anything from five prunes a day to keep the back pain away <laughs> to um, just maybe like a mixture <laughs> of dry fruits and things like that. Um, they they they, ha they had said something that, for example, in like the Middle East and in Asia, people consume like more than um, 30 kilograms of dry fruit per year. And in comparison with Europe, where this is like very low, it's like 1.8 kilogram, um, less than 1.8 kilogram per year, which I'm like, why do I remember those numbers? <laughs> like, I'm never going to use this again. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's even, a, that's even, a, I think it was actually in Germany, they, 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 the numbers they found. Yeah, Germany, yeah. yeah. Um, and they didn't even compare um, the incidence of back pain in those countries compared to European countries where if... If the if dried fruit intake really was protective of back pain, then there wouldn't be a single soul in the Middle East that had back pain if they eat like thirty kilograms of dried fruit uh, per um, per year. So they they didn't even have an angle of like, well, look, there's nations that eat more dried fruit don't have back pain because there's less inflammation in their bodies. Which I I just think that there's too such such a like big bold. Um, statement that um I, I i the first time i saw it i was a little bit speechless of like how do you even approach discussing this how do you even approach to describe how wrong it is with it um i think as a scientist not not to be mean to other nutritional scientists because definitely there's some very very incredibly talented and skilled um rigorous nutritional scientists but nutrition is notorious for being an absolutely terrible field um in terms of quality probably more before than now um and there was thousands of papers that would show you how um something causes cancer and something um doesn't cause cancer and things like that in fact there was a really nice study for our audience that i would recommend anybody to go and listen to this um i think it's something that it's called is everything we eat associated with cancer and a systematic cookbook review which is great title again um and it's a it's a it's a study that examines how in literature there's always observational data and some randomized control trials that will show you that something causes cancer and for every one of those there's probably five others that give you completely opposite uh results so um the truth is probably like everything and nothing causes cancer and uh in in your fridge um and in terms of back pain 
um, I'm not even going to start um, into diving into the real causes of back pain because um, this is something that um, our audience will see in time. Uh, we're probably going to go into the depths of it, uh, mainly because of your expertise, Martin, and of my coming expertise as well <laughs> into the topic. Uh, we're quite hesitant sure, to probably sure. get into it today, but uh, we could be speaking about days about the causes of back pain. Um, but never in my mind occurred that it could be just a simple intake of dry food. So basically, get to summarize everything what we talked and what this paper is, is really pushing us and gearing us towards is we are looking forward to seeing and reading a double-blinded randomized control control study on uh, dried fruit and low back pain. And once we have that, uh, we're going to have another long episode on that study and um, looking forward to discuss the results, uh, what are coming uh, through that uh, study. Um, Any of the others want to steal my uh, name? That, uh, <laughs> Five prunes a day keep, to keep <laughs> the back pain away. I give full rights, full copyrights to uh, the future authors. They're going to conduct this randomized control trials. Please feel free to take it. Great. Love it, Kat. Thanks a lot. I think we're going to stop bashing that study here and uh, wish everybody a great day, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to us. Uh, all the, our data is down below. Feel free to contact us. Uh, if you have any interesting studies, uh, send them over. We are happy to have a look at them. Anyway, thanks a lot and speak soon. Thanks, Martin. The information on the Framework podcast, including text, graphics, images, or any audio material, is for informational purposes only. And it may not be appropriate or applicable for your individual circumstances. The Framework podcast does not provide medical, professional, or licensed advice and is not a substitute for a consultation with a healthcare professional. You should seek medical advice from a qualified healthcare professional for any questions and concerns.